Welcome back to another episode of Give Me Five, the part of the show, or the episode rather, where I give you five questions, Gary. Gary, you give me five questions back. We do not know what they are, but we will answer them honestly. Now, Gary, for those who are avid and faithful listeners, they will know that last week we had a little a little a little fun mystery guest for you. None other than your 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 girlfriend, the one, the only Jesse coming through and this week we're actually joined by another mystery guest it is the one the only the aria your guys's dog <laughs> who's in the background now she's not going to be uh, performing in this game but we may hear her from time to time so in case she you're just wants everyone to know um yeah she she can get a little whiny yes jesse just like her dad she loves attention i see i see <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, can we confirm that you have fed Arya today, that Arya is just looking for a little love and pets instead of uh, mistreatment or something? Yeah, no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Fantastic. And Jesse, if you can bring your mic back a little bit, and we will begin this week with me, since since we have both of you, I'll start us out with the game. Gary, uh, uh, as, uh, as we brought along Jesse last week, uh, the result, she won the game last week. But in the spirit of our kindred love for the NBA, we have a best two out of three series going here that could easily lead to a tie with one of you two, with uh, Gary rather, winning this week. And since our first game was hedged toward Jesse, we now move to a version of Gary's favorite game. Guess that actor. Oh, is this the one with... Oh, man, I love this game. I know you do. It goes something like this, Gary, as you know. I will give you both a movie. You will both then have a chance to guess which actor I am looking for that can be found in that film. Now, there will be multiple actors, of course, but I'm looking for one specific actor or actress, but, you know, it's... it's, uh, bisexual in that term terminology the first film should be the hardest clue but i will give you three clues in total with each film narrowing down which actor i am looking for more and more uh now jesse as gary knows if you guess the correct actor off the first film you get three points two if you guess them on the second and one if you get them on the third now since there are two of you I will limit us to three actors. And since there are two of you, the score one of you will need to reach in order to secure the victory will be six. You need six points in order to win this week. Now, if you both hit the same number above six or both fail and don't make it to six, I have something of a tiebreaker to find the real winner here. Uh, so, Jesse, I have all the faith in the world with Anya, and I'm going to make... I'm going to have Gary go first since he's familiar with the format of the game. You both get a chance. There's no buzzing in. You both will get a chance to guess the actor. Gary will go first. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Here we go. First actor. The movie is Be Cool. The movie is Be Cool. Gary, who do you want to guess? I'm going to, well, if I guess in this round, um, am I able to guess in the next round? Yes, of Or course. am I out? No, no, no. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's multiple guesses per every round. Well, Good. Multi- Good. Multiple guesses per actor, excuse me. Don't know the movie, so I'm going to say Clint Eastwood. <laughs> All right. And Jesse, what, uh, what, 
which actor or actress are you going with for the movie Be Cool? I also do not know the movie. I will say Brad Pitt. Fantastic. Neither one of you are correct. We move on to the second film, The Other Guys. The Other Guys. We will go to Jesse here. What, uh, what, who would you like to guess for The Other Guys? Um, Will Ferrell. Okay, and we go to you, Gary. Um, uh, just for the sake of winning, I'm going to say Mark Wahlberg. And both of you swing and a miss. We go to our third clue here, Jumanji. And we go to Gary first. Gary. Jumanji? Oh, 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 Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the modern Jumanji. And we go to you, Jesse. I know who I want to say, but I can't think of her name. Um, are you thinking Karen Gillan is that her name okay there we go you are one of you got it correct and it is in fact Dwayne the Rock Johnson Gary gets gets a single point for that one be cool of course you should know this be cool of course is the the sequel to get shorty the other guys he was uh, in the first he made a cameo appearance in the first couple minutes of the movie yeah and then, my of course, movies, Jumanji. Man. Yeah, there we go. All right. Next one. The film is called The Giver, based off of the book, The Giver. Uh, we go to Jesse first. Jesse, who would you like to guess for the film The Giver? Oof. So I actually haven't watched that movie, but I want to save Meryl Street. Okay. Gary? Um, I know that they did a, a one sort of recently. Dylan O'Brien, maybe? Jesse? I know I said it last week, and I hope Gary forgives me for saying it this week. I love you. This is fantastic. She got no. Meryl Streep right off the bat. No. Wow. Three points, baby. Three points. Are three, you kidding me? This is one. like my game. My, my, uh, my other clues were going to be Into the Woods and Sophie's Choice. And there we go. Meryl Streep. Way to go. All right. Jesse, in order to secure a victory and not go to a tiebreaker, you need to get it off of the first clue here. But you will oh, have geez. a little help with Gary going first. And we go back to a similar film that we've had in the past here. The Other Guys. Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is his guess. A very valiant guess. We go to Jesse. Jesse. I mean, I guess I'll say Mark Wahlberg. And with that, we have assured ourselves that we are going to a tiebreaker. It is neither of your guesses. So now we go to the next one. Jurassic Park. Jesse, we go to you first. Which this is a person who's in both of those movies, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. It's got to be a person who has been in both of those films. What? <laughs> as crazy as it may be, there's somebody who's been in both of those films. Oh, oh my God, I know who it is. Uh-oh. I know who it is. Jesse, we're oh. still waiting for you. There's so much pressure, and I feel like it's making me forget every actor's name I know. If it helps, Jesse, <laughs> if it helps, no matter what, at the very at maximum, Gary can only tie you. Ooh, okay. That does relieve a little bit of pressure. Three, two. Uh, I don't have a guess. One. Uh, All right, we have a skip. <laughs> and Gary, who are you going to go with? Samuel L. Jackson. He is indeed correct. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, hold on to your butts. 
He is in, yeah, I wouldn't ever guess. He is the partner to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the other guys within the first five minutes. And he's, both... he's one of the scientists in Jurassic Park, he, right? I, no, he's one of yeah. the... He's not a scientist. I think he's just a tech guy who wires oh, around yeah. everything. Hold on to your butts. And then the last one, of course, <laughs> would have been uh, Snakes on a Plane. So, I'm going to ask each of you, before we begin, of a number between one and three. Mm. <laughs> uh, Gary, let's uh, go with you first. Three. Three. Uh, three and Jesse. Seven. <laughs> it's seven. Got, it's got to be a number between one and three. Oh, one and three. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking you said one. <laughs> uh, okay, I choose two. <laughs> two. All right. So we're gonna play a little game called Family Feud Jeopardy. Now, for this game to go about smoothly, I'm going to ask and have each one of you go individually into this game. So. Uh, Gary, since you went first for this game, I'm going to have Jesse go first during this game. So I'm going to disconnect you to our technical thing, our technical web, and I will give you a hand signal when you are allowed to rejoin us. Do you understand the rules as I have appointed them? Yes. Okay. Goodbye, Gary. All right. (laughs) Jesse, it is just us now. Gary can only look at me, and he has no idea what I'm about to say. I have a timer in front of me, Jesse. You both will have this exact same timer. Now, Gary said two, which means that you're going to go to the second actor on our list, which was Meryl Streep. You're going to have the full timer, which I believe is about a minute, to give me as many films of Meryl Streep's as possible. And that will go up against directly against what Gary guesses. Are you ready to go down your list of Meryl Streep? Uh, Okay, yeah. How much time do I have? Uh, You have about a minute. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Mamma Mia, The Giver, Into the Woods, uh, Julia and Julia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh my gosh. Now I can think of nothing with Meryl Streep in it. About halfway through. Okay, well, if I say Mamma Mia 2, does that count? That, Two different that movies. It certainly does, absolutely. Okay, Mamma Mia 2. Um, <laughs> what is it called? The Queen? The uh, We'll check on that one. Okay. Um, <sighs> Little Women? Little Women, absolutely. Um... And time. So I've got four. I believe the one that you were looking for was the Iron Lady, the Iron Maiden uh, or something. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, what is that movie called? Yeah, I, <laughs> she might have been something. So either way, um, there you go. You have five to go with your three. So you have a total of eight points. Let's see what uh, Gary can do. I'm going to have him connect and I'm going to ask you to leave and I will message you through the DMs when you are allowed to come back. Sound good, Jesse? Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right, Gary. Jesse has left. She did valiantly. And now she chose she chose three, meaning you're going to go to the third actor on our list, which was indeed Samuel L. Jackson. And what okay. we're going to do is we're going to have a timer that I have right in front of me for about a minute. And you are going to give me as many movies as you can list of Samuel Jackson in that minute. Are you ready? 
Um, yes, yes, Whoever I am ready. gets the higher amount of movies within their allotted time, Jesse's already performed, and then I'll bring you back. We'll win. Mm-hmm. Are, are you ready, Gary? I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Kong, Skull Island, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, uh, Pulp Fiction, Snakes on a Plane, The Other Guys, um... What's the one that I just watched? Oh, um, Spiral. Um, oh my God. 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 I can't believe I'm blanking Samuel L. Jackson. What else has Samuel L. Jackson done? He's done everything. This guy's been in every movie. <laughs> I'm just buying myself time right now. I'm trying to go You're back. Okay. I know. I know. Oh my God. You're about halfway. Oh my God. Um,. Uh oh my god. I'm I'm truly like drawing a complete blank. Oh, um the the hitman's bodyguard, the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Um oh god. 5 seconds. Samuel L Jackson. Um that's, that's all I got. Oh my and goodness. And time. And I will bring Just just tell me I beat Jesse. I will bring Jesse back here, but while we're waiting for her, I do want it to. You can come back. I do want to state, you completely forgot about his role as Nick Fury. You had an entire slate. Of, oh my of god! All the you. Marvel movies. You forgot. Oh my god! You forgot Jurassic Park. We. <laughs> oh, the one that I just did. The one oh that my you just god! Did. <laughs> All right, Jesse, do we have you back? Yes. Hi. I, ironically, neither one of you got wow. the entire list given to you as a freebie threebie before going on. Uh, you both performed admirably and similarly. So, wow. I'm going to go. Gary, you this week, you got a total score of nine films. Again, in spite of not listing a single Avengers film. Jesse, yeah, Jesse got five. Meaning Gary wins this week, and we move forward no. to a third game. Hopefully, we can uh, make that next week. We shall see. But either way, Jesse, you have uh, you have come up short. But of course, it was tilted towards Gary anyways from the beginning. So we'll try and see if we can. Find it was rigged, yeah. Yes, it was rigged. <laughs> of course, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jesse, and we'll we'll try and bring you back next week for the. For the ultimate showdown, the final showdown, as it were. Hey, Ma, you got a yes. you got a cute voice. Are you busy this evening? Uh, yeah, I'm in the house. <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, and there we go with a errant pass of flirting. We've got Jesse. Thank you so much for joining us, Jesse. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, bye bye, Gary. It is your turn. All right, man. Speaking of my dog, Arya, she is a pit bull who I adopted in January at the ripe age of about six weeks old. She has now quintupled in size. And for the first time, right, for the first time in, you know, the entire time of owning her, I heard her bark. 
um, like three days ago. She's a very quiet dog. She, you know, whines from time to time, but she never barks. But the other day I heard her bark. Nevertheless, it shook the house. It was absolutely terrifying. She's still a six month old puppy, but she's pretty sizable. And it was a scare. It was like, it was, oh man, um, it got me. Uh, my question for you is what's something like that, that you can, you can recall just something in general that looked or sounded different than you expected. For example, every time, you know, I see a certain basketball announcer, you know, a very famous one, I think it's Marv Albert. I'm like, you don't look like you're, you'd sound like that, you know, something like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that's beyond the obvious. Cause for me, the, the biggest one of yeah. course has always got to be Mike Tyson. And that always, those two <laughs> never really correlate. Very with true. Uh, especially if you look at him in his prime, he's absolutely astounding. This might be weird, but girl farts. Girl farts always surprise me. <laughs> and not where you thought I was going to go. But girl farts always surprise me with, with how they can sometimes have just such a deep tenor and bass to them that, that <laughs> even some men I know can't muster up. So oh, I, would, I would say girl farts. That's, that's probably my number one. Some deep tenor and bass. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, that's we, awesome, man. We have I an, love it. Thank you, thank you, Gary. We have an unfinished <laughs> bet. As of this recording, we will have been a few weeks removed from the Atlanta Hawks securing their win against the New York Knickerbockers, which means one thing: you are now obligated to watch the first five Saw films. Woo! Yes, at least I I humbly accept my punishment. Yes, yeah. at least well, any yeah. any more, and they're on you. But you have to watch the first five. And then you'll watch the rest. I know it. Now I'm curious. <laughs> you have five films to watch, and I've already seen all five. So would you be willing to watch a new Saw movie for the next five episodes of Chopped Greens? And off the top of uh, Gimme Five, I'll ask you for your 50-second review of the film. Would you be agreeable to this? You know, it's so funny. Before I came onto this podcast, when I knew that the Hawks had won, I was going to be like, maybe we could do a little segment at the beginning where I give like a review of a Saw movie. So you read my mind. And this is the perfect platform for me to do that with a Saw expert who I do a podcast with. So yeah, man, I figured I, I might try to bust them out all this week or that might be a lot. So maybe in the next two to three weeks. But well, that, yeah, well, that's absolutely. What I, that's what I'm saying. You get one each week along with whatever yeah. movie we're doing and at the beginning of the Gimme Five. So for the next five episodes... I just give you 50 seconds to just go off on on all the things you liked and disliked about it. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. Dude, let's right. do it, man. A let's new, do it. A new saw film each and every week. We have something to look forward to. Gary, go ahead. All right. So in the theme of this week's movie, The Window Woman, that's not the actual name, but that's the, the title. That's the title I've decided to bestow upon it. I've got a quick agoraphobia quiz. I'm going to list off 10 people, 10 famous people who have agoraphobia. The only thing is only five of them actually do the other five I made up. But first, a quick primer question. Which age group is agoraphobia more common with? Zero to 18 year olds or 18 to 60 year olds? 18 to 60. Yeah, okay, you got that absolutely right. Okay, so which uh, five people, I'm going to list you ten people. Five of them have agoraphobia in real life. Are you ready? I am. Barbara Streisand, Paula Dean, Sally Field, Howard Hughes, Emily Dickinson, Alan Iverson, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Axl Rose, and Teddy Roosevelt. Do you need me to text these to you? Uh, give me, just read them down to me one more time. And how many yeah. of them have it? 
five? Half. Five of them. Five of the ten, yeah. Right. So Barbara Streisand, Paula Dean, Sally Field, Howard Hughes, Emily Dickinson, Alan Iverson, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Axel Rose, and Teddy Roosevelt. All right, I'm going to go... No, it can't be. It can't be Teddy. It can't be because he, he went on so many... Like, he was a soldier, so he couldn't have, unless... Yeah, he, like, created national parks. Yeah, um, okay, so so the four that I feel really strongly about... Mm-hmm. Emily Dickinson, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, Paula Dean. Like, Paula Dean, you can do a cooking house from your... I mean, Jesus, like, it was built for you. Uh, Sally Hughes... Sally Hughes or Howard Hughes or Sally Field? Oh, excuse me, uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. That Howard would make Hughes? sense. Um, and... You know what? I uh, just uh, I'm gonna go with Axl Rose. I I don't have any earthly mm. idea, but I'll, I'll go with Axl Rose as my fifth one. So your guesses were uh, Axl Rose, Steve Jobs, Emily Dickinson, Howard Hughes, and Paula Dean. Absolutely. You act, you got three out of the five okay. actually. Um, the the five were actually I was lazy. The first five that I gave you were the five with agoraphobia: right. Barbara Streisand, Paula Dean, Sally Field, Howard Hughes, and Emily Dickinson. Barbara Streisand surprises me, actually. Yeah. Does she overcome yeah. it, or she currently has it? I think it's people who has or have had. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So she she probably overcame that. Yeah. Uh, Gary, we go back to one of my favorite segments. With the game, my sister gifted me at Christmas. Remember, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, are you ready? I'm so ready, man. I'm coming off a high from last week, six and two. I'm going for at least a five and three. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Who wrote the Jack Reacher books? Uh, Tom Clancy. You are incorrect. It was Lee Child. Oh, uh, dang. Was, okay. was Free State of Jones set during World War I, the American Civil War, or the American Revolutionary War? Hmm. I'm going to say the Civil War. And you are now one and one at a current tie. Here there we go. There we go. In Matthew which, McConaughey, Free State of Jones. Free State of Jones. In which film <laughs> does Liam Neeson play a frantic father trying to track down the kidnappers of his daughter? Too easy, and I just rewatched this movie. It is definitely worth a watch. It is taken. Absolutely. No way you were missing that one. Which infamous gangland twins does Tom Hardy portray in Legend? Oh man, I would uh, let's say the the Ball Brothers. I have no idea. I you know what I watched this and I still don't think I could have told you. It's Ronnie and Reggie Cray or the Cray Twins. Ronnie and Reggie, okay. Two what? and two, right? I'm two, two and two. Two and two, absolutely. Straight down the middle. What's the name of the Central Rogue organization? The Mission Impossible team set out to destroy. Oh shoot, um, it's not Hydra. It's, let's, oh God. Uh, I'm just going to say Russia. I don't know. Ah, what is it? The Syndicate. 
The syndicate. Oh, that's yep. It, it makes sense okay. once you hear it, but to come up with that, uh, a frontiersman played by Leonardo DiCaprio is mauled by a bear in which movie? The Revenant. The Revenant. Absolutely. <laughs> you are still tied. Here we go. You get both of these right, you win. Both of these wrong, you lose. Half and half. I still say you lose. All right. Yeah. Which which 1998 Japanese horror movie? Concerns a cursed videotape being passed among some school children. Oh, shoot. Is it The Ring or The Grudge? Oh, this is actually tough. I'm going to go with The Ring. And he gets it. We go to our last one. Yes. Which character out of all of them is the most performed horror villain in motion picture history? Jason. Jason Voorhees. And with a score of one, two, four to four, you have a tied week, which is not a winning week, which I love. It is actually Dracula. Dracula. Okay. Okay. A little dark horse there out of left field. You know what? Sometimes I go one and seven, so I'm going to take this tie as a win. Well, you, you can. I would say that you I would say that you, you couldn't, but but you, you know can, you can. But, you can. Uh, it's not. It's not, but you can. Uh. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Okay. All right. Well, here, here, here's my next one. Okay, a lot nicer. Okay, the U.S. is having a problem getting people vaccinated. We've stagnated at about uh, around half uh, of the country, um, and they're having a lot of trouble convincing people who don't want to get it to get it. And I want to ask you, Philip, the advertiser, the innovator, the entrepreneur, what is a cheap marketing ploy or something innovative you could do to try to get people to get their vaccines? What? Well, I, well, the the emphasis is on cheap because I think if you were to offer like three hundred bucks to get your vaccine, that would mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Um, but if I'm trying to go cheap marketing ploy, what can the government offer you? What? Well, obviously there's taxes. What if? Hmm. What if they could come up with some? Some way, what does everybody love? I think everybody, even though they don't want to admit it, likes McDonald's, likes fast food. So what if they were to be able to get like $100 to their fast food joint of their choice? I like that. Yeah, on on your way home from the vaccine, you can get 100 bucks worth of food, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, I think food is a great motivator, man. Absolutely. I'm actually surprised that more companies haven't come out and been like, we'll give you a Big Mac if you get your vaccine. I mean, come on. Yeah, McDonald's is not going to take a, a quote-unquote political stance like that. But anyways, uh, Gary, Amazon has recently bought lion-faced movie company MGM recently for $8.45 billion. They bought? I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Among the many properties MGM holds exclusively, The Pink Panther and Rocky... It is a no-brainer that Amazon will more than likely continue the legacy of the acquired Bond franchise that is without a current figure at the helm. Between Bond, all the MGM properties, and the Amazon Studio properties they already hold, will Amazon see this as a successful acquisition, or will it be seen as a 
failure on the part of Amazon. Why would it be considered a failure? Well, if they, if for some reason Bond goes back to what it was with Pierce Brosnan, if it takes a step back mm. because of new ownership, will it be seen as a failure? Will they, will the public turn on the franchise as a whole because Amazon is now holding it akin to what Disney has done to Star Wars, or is it too big to fail? I, I, I think it, a it's too big to fail, and b this is probably good for a franchise that has this long history. I mean, it's a transitional period with the actors, and you're shaking it up and giving it to a studio that's done a, a generally pretty good job. I, just, I I hope that they stay out of the realm of like the the Michael B. Jordan movie that we just watched, and they stay as like these really really prestigious good movies. I think it'll go down as as a win. I do. Okay. Um, I think that Amazon Studios are, are in good hands right now. And honestly, MGM probably needed it. They're probably going under with COVID as it is, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Go yeah. ahead. Your turn. And so the infamous Floyd Mayweather Paul Brother fight is happening. I don't even know which Paul Brother it is, what the result is or was. I That's a little like here because it's this gimmick. I know that they're different in age and size. I don't know why they're fighting. Well, by but, the way, by the time that this has come out, we will have already known who will have We won. will have known who it is, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I'm still like, I'm. it's going to be Floyd, I, I guess. I'm not even making predictions. I just think it's, it's, it's a gimmick. But hey, it's making money. So good on you guys for coming up with a gimmick. But I want you to pitch me your best gimmick fight, which can make even more money than Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather four years ago. Who, who could you pit against each other that would just be a cash cow? Gary, this is... This is so easy. It's Donald Trump, because Trump draws. If there's one thing yep. you can say about him, he draws, and I, I will give he him draws. That. Yep. And the second person, of course, is Alec Baldwin. Ooh, dude. Tell me that you would not love to see that fight. I, I'd pay 200 bucks to see that fight. If we're, I think I'd cap my... Yeah, yeah that's, if that's good. If we're going to go like a similar age, because Alec Baldwin's in that ballpark, but he'd still have a, a full... like I think he has like a couple, like 10 years on him, maybe even 20 or something. Yeah, he, he'd uh, have like a 15-year-ish advantage yeah, on him so for sure. But Trump... Go, if we want to go closer, maybe, yeah. maybe like Bernie or maybe Bill Maher. But I don't think that any of them would be as much of a draw as Alec Baldwin would because of the... There's that personal yeah, thing that right there. Personal yeah, thing right there. So uh, that would be my my never going to happen celebrity mishmash. Uh, call in all the favors and I like it. Everybody's PPVing that one or, or legally streaming it. All right, uh, Gary, are you familiar with Millie Vanilli? Uh, no, I am not. Of course, they are the group that burst onto the scene. I believe back in the '80s with their massive one-hit wonder. Girl, you know it's true, which was quickly shown to be sung by neither of the two frontmen for the band, but rather John Davis, who sang from the shadows behind the curtain until the secret was found out, and interest in the group quickly faded out. Think of, uh... Oh, no. Yeah, think of, like, uh... What would that be? Like, One Direction, essentially, but, like... But then somebody else was found to be singing it. Well, John Davis has recently passed away due to coronavirus complications at age 66. And it made me wonder, Gary, could you live with the knowledge that you did something historical, but would never receive the full, if any, credit for it? Additionally, what is the biggest achievement you could think to achieve that you could be that you would be okay with not receiving the majority of the credit for? 
First of all, I love attention. That would be really, really, really hard for me. Um, but it would have been harder for me years ago because I think that as you get older, you'd probably be cooler with it. Like, unless I was utterly screwed over, I might be, oh man, this is tough. Um, first of all, you know me, the first thing that comes to mind would be like, like writing a movie that like won an Oscar. Um, that would just be amazing and knowing that I essentially won the Oscar but I don't know if I could go to my grave dealing with the fact that like I won that Oscar but but Joe Schmo actually did and lives in all the credit probably made more money for it so <clears throat> no man I don't think I can live with it I you know your boy your boy needs credit <laughs> right. it, it would be really tough for me because you know it's also like it's like a, a labor of love, spending all that time in something and having everyone else shower praise on someone else. You don't do it for the praise, but still, you know what I mean? All right. Yeah, that um, that makes yeah. sense. So your last yeah. question here, Gary. Yeah. So recently I went on a, a vacation to a foreign land called Oregon. My girlfriend and I, uh, while we were there, had a lighthearted debate because I was eating so much food everywhere we went. I did this. I do this thing where I just ask the local people or the employees, like, you know, what the best thing is, what the most unique thing thing is and I order it and I eat it and I did that with food and with beer all of that for me uh food is a big part of vacation but I think that a lot of other people align on the side of like food is just you know the fuel we eat so we can go out and do stuff I mean I don't really care what we're eating just go to the grocery store make some sandwiches and go out I want to know where you fall on this I don't know if you can call it a debate but you know these these schools of thought because for me because the way you know I was raised like whenever I went on a trip with my family food was a big part of it so what do you think about this so the thought is to just go eat like what you know what comfort food is so like Subway something you can find anywhere McDonald's versus going local and going out to places that you can only find within the state that they're in Sort of, yeah, and and just the idea that like if you're going on vacation, you think that food is like an important part of it, like trying the the, the local food. So yeah, essentially. Um, I would probably sign, and surprising as this may be, I'm probably gonna side with Jesse here, where I I'm not a big. I appreciate the fact that food can play an element in it, but it's certainly not. I don't unless it's somewhere specific, where I don't know if I'm going to Philadelphia. Yeah, I probably want to try a Philly cheesesteak. Or if I go to Chicago, I would want to try a Chicago deep dish pizza. But that doesn't mean that if I did not achieve or, or get one of those things, that my trip has been a failure. Or if I go and do indeed go late one night and get a McDonald's two for four sausage egg McMuffin deal, that I failed in some <laughs> way because I didn't go out and try the local food at every chance I got. Just because yeah. you go to like little Tony's around the corner that can only be found in uh, in Oregon or something doesn't mean that it's going to really taste that much drastically different from your little Ronies here in Arizona. You're so. wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Well, to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. And I, yeah. uh, oh, I, I agree with Jesse. I agree with Jesse. So uh, big surprise there. So for... Podcast as Emeritus, Gary Boucher. I am a very hungry and tired Philip Amorite. Mm. Thank you mm -mm -mm. so much for everything that, uh, for listening that you do as you support our podcast. Continue to listen to all of our old episodes. Uh, continue to listen to all of our forward episodes that are yet to come out. We've got a bunch of those and they come out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, anywhere that you can find the podcast except for Pandora. Because screw you, Pandora. <laughs>